0: Ladies, gentlemen, gamers, this is a glorious day. For months we have been asking for what we want, what we deserve, but Nintendo has been sitting in their ivory tower ignoring the masses. Well, on May 14th at 9am, we finally did it. Nay, I did it. I showed Nintendo that we cannot be silenced. Gamers will not sit idly by and let this injustice stand. Through Brexit, a disappointing Game of Thrones finale, a bad Star Wars film, Australian bushfires, an impeachment, possible World War III, and a global pandemic. I kept the real issue at the forefront, the lack of a Paper Mario game on Switch. Finally, my voice became too loud to ignore and Nintendo was forced to listen. They announced Paper Mario, the origami king. I didn't do this for me, no. I did this for all of you listening at home. My victory is your victory. I mean, essentially it's my victory, but still. Rest assured, I am not done. We've won the battle, but the war rages on. I will continue to be the voice of the voiceless, the guardian of all that you hold sacred, a beacon of hope in these dark ages. Paper Mario has returned, but there are so many other great franchises that have been lost to time. That is something I cannot stand for. The path ahead is long. But I will walk it without hesitation, not because it is something I want, but because it is the right thing to do. I will continue to fight for all of your interests, and I do not want anything in return, except the pizza I rightfully won from Zach. All right. Are you done shooting your propaganda? <laughs>
1: propaganda? <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: Anyway, welcome to episode 69 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Pat. Today we're joined by Chance. Hello. Rick. Rick. And Zach. What's up? If this is your first time tuning in. Welcome. We are a bi-weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. Occasionally we talk about movies, TV shows, favorite
2: Smash character.
0: Like the person we main? Yeah. Yeah, you main. Link. Okay. Young Link is sometimes.
1: You can have like multiple like, mains. Do no. You Link? Link? No? Nope. You can't have multiple mains. Nope. Chance? Greninja? Greninja is my favorite. He's like hard to play. He's like super fast, but he's like super squishy. But if you master him, which I never have, but... <laughs> 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 he can be super lethal. He what can do you, be. What you, I, just, like I like him. his potential. <laughs> I, I'm not good with it. <laughs> I'm not. I am not good at Smash. I just smash the buttons. You are pretty bad. And I lose track of my character.
3: Rick? I'm a Pikachu guy. I've been since Nintendo 64. So everyone likes Pokemon. Bastard. So everyone's
1: Pokemon. No, excited. Link. Yeah. I thought you said the trainer. I
2: said I use Pokemon. But I like, like Corin. I use Corrin a lot.
3: Who? Corrin. Oh, one of the Fire Emblem peoples. Yeah.
1: You don't like uh, Spurg? Spurg? What? <laughs> that's not a name! <laughs> no. He's that one guy, he's in the game, he's like the different Shock. elements. Shock, yeah. Shulk, I <laughs> <am>. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that's what his name yeah, was. Shulk.
0: Alright, so this week we'll be discussing, obviously, the Paper Mario Origami King reveal. Uh, we'll also be talking about the uh, Ghost of Tsushima State of Play that happened, and then some news out a Summer Game Fest, which includes a game reveal and an engine reveal. But first, what have you
1: been playing? Chance? Been playing Sea of Thieves. Um, going back to that game. They added pets, they added more factions. They added like the You can see like enemies on the map. They added, we had attacked by Megalodon. Yeah, they added like, the multiplayer mode or like the arena or whatever. Yeah, they thinking. added a lot more
2: like
0: ghost ships. We fought a ghost ship.
2: It's been so long since I played Sea of Thieves. Yeah, they've yeah, added they've we, added definitely
0: a lot. Major sites went back and re reviewed it and like it went from, like, I think it was at, like a six or something, and now IGN gave it like an eight point something. Yeah. What a good job. I mean, it's yeah.
1: definitely gotten a lot better, and it's all of fun, and maybe, yeah, we should all try to get, like, a group of, like, eight and try to, like, <laughs> ruin everyone's day. <laughs> anyway, Rick, what have you been playing?
3: So it's been a week, so I've been playing some LEGO Star Wars 2, which is the uh, episodes 4, 5, and 6. Playing some Assassin's Creed Revelations. Getting through that, I'm not 100% sinking every mission. That's yeah. too arduous to really want to do
0: and it sucks to like limit the
3: way you're playing this is like my fourth assassin's creed game in a row so i'm starting to get a little tired, <laughs> a little of, it. tired of
0: the mechanics yeah <laughs> are you guys still doing the race no zach Chickenette.
3: yeah no i said i'm ready i'll play i'll do it like <laughs> i'm just getting too tired of assassin's creed so i might take a break dude. i'm surprised
2: you've powered through this like through this many games already, because like what you did, Odyssey,
0: right? Well, Odyssey was like you played that like the year it came out, right? Yeah,
3: well, like the year after it came out,
0: yeah.
2: So
3: and even then, so that
0: you started time. at That's one, hilarious. you did two.
3: I have d- beaten one before. I did not start with one. I started with two okay. in February. So, so two, I did two Brotherhood, Brotherhood, and then Revelations and Origins. Oh,
0: you did Origins already?
3: Yep. Oh, nice. It's been a lot, so I um, cleared some space on my Xbox. Downloaded Red Dead Redemption Two. Game uh, Pass. My- yeah, Game Pass, I might try that again. I'm just kind of trying to spread my wings out a little bit, and also getting back to Witcher uh, 3 on my Switch, and I'm the last like two hours of Final Fantasy seven, so I just got to level up a little bit and go kill Sephiroth.
0: Spoilers. Zach, what about you?
3: I have
2: also been playing Assassin's Creed Revelations, I was just going through trying to play them all before uh, Valhalla comes out, which, like Rick, is a much more arduous task than I had initially anticipated, but... We'll power through it. We also played a little bit of the Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Is that what it's called? Uh, which is not as good as Moving Out,
1: which we talked yeah, about last so week. Yeah,
0: so we were on that kick for Moving Out, which was so fun to have like that local mm-hmm. co-op thing. But obviously, social distancing and everything, you don't want to do local co-op. So I found Total Reliable Delivery Service, which is online co-op.
2: It's on Game Pass.
0: Yeah, but so it's it's not It's not,
2: It's not quite the same, so... You're basically delivery people just delivering shit to locations. But the fun is like to do all the stuff outside of doing the delivery. There's like vehicles you can drive and you can like grab people and like throw them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But just the gameplay mechanics are super janky. Yeah. The controls are They're so not like, intuitive at all. Each
0: trigger grabs with each hand yeah. and then each bumper, bumper raises, raises, hand. raises the hand or whatever. Yeah, so to sure. grab something and raise it, you're pressing everything at once. Yeah. And it's just,
2: it's, it's not a intuitive. Uh, system at all
3: um, yeah and then
0: rick kept getting stuck in a, a mountain or something yeah,
3: it, Rick glitched into the ground like three times or something <laughs> yeah well and it was weird because my character on pat's screen was yeah on my screen he,
0: he was just running around like <laughs> next to the mountain next to me i'm like what are you doing and rick's like i'm in the mountain
3: <laughs> no, i was actually in a hill he was next in a hill to- by yeah. me
0: so,
2: like, what? He was, yeah, he was by me. Like, you were at the top of the mountain. I was at, like, the base across the river.
1: So,
3: on your screen, he was by you.
2: No, no. on my screen, he was actually glitched into the hill. Like, all I could see was his gamer tag, like, just sitting at the hill.
3: Yeah, like, the first time it happened, my head was, like, sticking up out of the hill. That was, like, a football ready to get punted. It was just my head. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. So,
2: that, that game was it was okay. I wouldn't recommend it, I guess, unless I you mean wanted, like, 20 there minutes are, of laughs.
0: Yeah, there are some easy achievements. So, um, if you just want to, like, fuck around with your friends... You know, it's on Game Pass. Why not try it? You might enjoy it more than we did, but the hilarity is just, like, doing stupid shit with your friends. Like, the game actually isn't great overall.
3: Right. But it's like a fun little sandbox to play in. Yeah. yeah. Uh Pat and I
2: played Halo Reach.
0: Yeah, we finished uh, Halo Reach. Uh We had... So me, Rick, and Chance had started the first three levels. I talked about that last week. And then me and Zach finished it mm-hmm. on Legendary. Uh This was his first Halo, technically. He started like technically he hasn't finished all of reach right he still has to go back first and play the first three no, i
2: played like multiplayer halo like when i would go over to like my friend's house and stuff like that but i never played any of the campaigns yeah so that kind of raises the question i know pat asked it on our twitter like which halo is the best one to start at Was, yeah that like, 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 evolved to reach me
0: and my brother were having this discussion both of us have played all the halos uh and i'm replaying them and he's gonna start to replay them so we're having the discussion like should you start with Reach, or should you start with Combat Evolved? For him, he wanted to start with Reach, but he has the information of having played the other Halos. Yeah. Uh, Zach, being a first-time like newcomer, I don't think you should start at Reach. I think you should start at Combat Evolved and then go back at, for Reach because it's basically the Star Wars argument. like, Should you start with Rogue One or should you start with the original trilogy? And I think you get more out of Rogue One having known The story of Star Wars, and I think Halo is the same way. Like knowing who Master Chief is, knowing who Cortana is, will give you more out of Reach overall.
2: Uh, So yeah, and then outside that was basically it. All right, Pat, what about you?
0: Uh, So obviously, we played Reach. we did finish moving out i know we had talked about it originally last week but that was super fun just going through obviously we didn't get gold stars in everything because there's a time limit. Uh, there's a time limit to do it and when we were all playing we we're just like fucking around so i think the last boss level was the most hilarious because each of us got stuck on a certain section that the other people did super easily <laughs>
2: the, be- the beams yeah the beams kept shooting me man but
0: either way like moving out
2: so much fun. It's a great I cannot game.
0: recommend it enough. And it's on Game Pass, so go get it. Or if you have a Switch or if you just mm-hmm. want to play something local co-op to, you know, if someone you're in quarantine with is driving you crazy, they'll probably drive you even crazier playing Moving it's Up. So it's so much fun. Though. <laughs>
2: like, when we started playing it, it was the first level. Within, like, 30 seconds, I was in tears. Yeah. I was crying, laughing so hard.
0: Yeah, so definitely... Go check that out. And then, like everybody else, Valhalla has gotten me back into AC Odyssey. So I've gotten back into that. I've talked about how I played uh, Legacy of the First Blade. Last week, I had finished that. I did start The Fate of Atlantis, Episode 1. And this is completely different from Legacy of the Hidden Blade because it takes you into a completely different area. And you're actually interacting with, like, those that came before us. And it's tying more into, like, Greek mythology and stuff. You may or may not be interacting with actual Greek gods. So it's it's cool. It adds some other mechanics where you can alter abilities you already have. The the rage, the Spartan rage. Once you get the upgrade, you can activate it and you get the full spear of Leonidas oh, okay. and use that and it like goes off your assassin damage instead of upping your warrior damage or whatever that's cool so um you can change that ability or you can change it back to the original but it's it's just adding basically another ability but it's like a spin on the one you already have so that's that's pretty good i'm excited to see where the story goes you play a lot more of Layla hassan's story in this one than you did in the other one so excited to see if that leads right into what valhalla is doing because they're going to continue her story doing that and i will play halo 3 next i believe so yeah nice all right, so first topic, it finally happened. As you heard at the beginning of the podcast, Paper Mario The Origami King was revealed. May 14th, a tweet went out, and then a video got uploaded on YouTube. That's how Nintendo announced this. The trailer showed, obviously, Paper Mario The Origami King, and it's coming out July 17th. You didn't get a lot of story information from like the actual trailer. Uh, they did have a press release, which we'll talk about here in a second. But the trailer kind of uh, start off in like a semi-dark tone where you have like origami peach coming out and uh, asking if you uh, want to crease your existence and be reborn as an origami person. Apparently the origami king is kidnapping or like turning people into origami people. But it shows like the classic Paper Mario humor, like saying like, your excuses are paper thin. And then it just goes off into the rest of like what the game will be. They show a shit ton of different areas. They show Bowser being like folded up like little origami version of him. And they show you driving a car, a boat, all this stuff. But the official press release says King Ollie, who claims to be the ruler of origami kingdom has hatched a devious plot involving princess peach who looks more papery than usual, inviting Mario and Luigi to the origami festival. Mario must team up with the new partner, Olivia, Ollie's sister. And unlikely allies like Bowser and Toad to battle evil folded soldiers to save the kingdom. So you'll have new abilities such as the Thousandfold Arms ability that will allow players to extend Mario's arms to interact with the environment and solve puzzles. So we kind of saw this in the trailer, like the arms sprout out of Mario. So he has like extra arms and stuff. And then they did show off a little bit of the combat system. It's a new ring based battle system that requires both puzzle solving and quick wit. They showed a little bit of this in the trailer, but then on the Nintendo Japan account, they actually uploaded a 19 second clip showing like more of that mechanic. It was all in Japanese, but obviously people translated it. Once you start the battle, everybody's in a different position in the, like the ring and you can Change like you can move different sections of the ring to line up people which will give you an attack bonus and in this case there was like three goombas and then one goomba and then they lined up the ring to make it four goombas in a row and he mario was able to jump on all of them uh but some of the menu did show like the hammers making a comeback you can have different boots you can use items you're able to run from battles and then also the audience is back the audience mechanic which, oh
3: wonderful yeah that was always fun
0: so some of the bosses in Thousand Year Door actually interacted with the audience. Like, mm-hmm. I forget one of them, like, ate people and they gave them more health. Yeah, I'm glad that's coming back. The trailer also showed that you do have uh, partners returning, at least throughout the game. Like, uh, uh, Bom-Mom was, like, your partner. Obviously, we talked about Bowser and Toad before. And then Olivia is with you as well. Uh, none of the battle mechanics that they've shown shows you having a partner, for the battle part of it hopefully it's just like one of the earlier battles before you have a partner right i really hope they allow you to have the different people in actual battles too the way like thousand year door in the original did and then the very end of the trailer showed mario wearing a samus helmet and then there was like a papier mache donkey kong helmet i guess nearby as well so uh this could possibly be hinting at like You know, it could either be just a funny like reference or it could be, you know, here's how Amiibo functionality will work. Some people seem to think it's confirms Metroid Metroid. is coming out this year. I I don't know about that. That seems like a bridge too far. But, you know, we'll see. So what do you you guys think about this overall? What are your thoughts on the trailer?
2: I was really excited outside of being down to pizza. (laughs) like
0: I, I was sitting at work and I have my... Twitter notifications on for uh, like Nintendo and Mm -hmm. Xbox and stuff and I saw them tweet it out and then I immediately, I'm like, holy fuck. And I immediately saw the trailer. And like, as I'm watching the trailer, I'm, like, I'm sitting in my workstation in my room and my window's open and my neighbor is walking his dog. And like, as the trailer finishes, I'm like, fuck yeah, like really loud. And my neighbor was like right outside my window. And like, he like looked up and like, we made eye contact for a minute. And then he like looked at me like kind of weird. And then he just like started walking away. I'm like, Paper Mario! <laughs> I immediately texted you guys. And I was like, I was so happy.
2: Yeah. I'm happy for you. I'm also happy for myself cuz I'll get to play Paper Mario. I'm pissed about being down a pizza. But like I said before, it's a win-win. I'm either down a pizza and I get Paper Mario or I'm up a pizza. So it doesn't really matter. It looks like so much fun. It's nice to kind of have a revival of that franchise of uh, having it kind of happen with no like prior statement or anything. No fanfare. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. Especially because that's like a really storied franchise for Nintendo. So it's just kind of like weird that it, it just, just
1: came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, just like shadow. Like no direct for point. it. Yeah. Like, like make a direct for that. Yeah. There was that rumor that Nintendo
0: was planning a direct, but because this whole COVID-19 thing, uh, they weren't as equipped to working from home as some of the other companies were. So uh, the same day that they announced this, they also announced some something with Animal Crossing. I didn't pay attention to that. They announced some other features for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles remake or remaster. And then they announced uh, some other like small titles and like think think uh, Mortal Kombat. Like they would have it all to, usually in
1: a direct. And yeah, like enough
0: couldn't. news for it to be a direct with mostly focusing on Paper Mario. Like that amount of news came out the same day. So people think like there was some direct that they couldn't produce. So then they're like, fuck it. Just, we'll just release the information. Tweet about it.
3: I'm really excited. Paper Mario is, at least it's always been a fun, almost alternate universe to Mario, which I've always really enjoyed in itself.
0: I think the writing is exceptional. Like the writing is exceptional. In Paper Mario the, the, the,
3: almost the fact that it's like a lampoon of standard Mario game, or almost like a satire. It's just very, it's so original, especially for Nintendo and what they usually do. Usually it's, you know, pretty much the same thing over and over again. Paper Mario has always been a very fresh take, and I think we definitely need that now, and it's been a long time coming.
0: What do you guys think about, like, the trailer got released now, and then two months later, the game's out?
1: I mean, it's kind of cool. I, I I bet you, like, heard about this, and you're like, I'm so fucking sad. Two months? Oh, you know, that'd be yeah. awesome. Like, it's, you know I mean? It's kind of like Netflix, you know? When you hear about this show, this show looks badass, and then you find out it comes out in, like, two weeks or something. Like, you're like, oh, shit. I'm
0: really happy that we only have a, a two-month wait before this comes out. I'm just, I'm worried, like i saw a lot of people on twitter saying like oh i've never played a paper mario game like
2: that's what i was going to say it's like for people who have either not played paper mario or haven't played like the most recent one you don't give them a lot of time either play those games or they make well, now is there any point to playing this game there's not enough time for me to beat it should i just do i get this game or now do i wait or something so. yeah
0: like historically paper mario isn't a franchise that sells you know gangbusters like some of their other like you know zelda or uh, right. the standard mario releases and giving this short marketing cycle to this game i don't think is gonna change that so it, it's kind of weird i, I kind of wish they had maybe dropped this trailer like at the beginning of the year and then you know building up to it you know because like what they did with uh, animal crossing they had a 20 minute direct on just like how the seasons will work and all that yeah and that was that.
3: like what in september
0: yeah that marketing cycle was much long and look uh, New Horizons has sold better than any other game in the franchise. Like, yeah, part of it is everybody's home and they're able to play Animal Crossing, but if you give that same like level of treatment to Paper Mario, I think Paper Mario can do just as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I just really... People need to buy this game. Please show Nintendo. <laughs>
1: you have another one.
0: Yeah. Like, you can't ask you me for agree. another one.
1: This next one hasn't
0: come out. I know, but I want this... I don't want this to be the last title for, like, another eight years, you know? If you're listening and you've never played a Paper Mario, start with the old ones. There's an ability to play them in ROM. I'm I'm not saying you should do it. We are not condoning to download anything illegally. But if this should happen and you happen to have access to it, (laughs) you should play it. (laughs) And then you should buy the Origami King. And then you should tell your friends to buy the Origami King. Nintendo is not paying us to say this. (laughs) I just really want this franchise to make (laughs) it. I
2: mean, do you think this is like the do or die for this franchise? Like if this game doesn't sell well, is this the end of it?
0: I I don't think so because there's a lot of franchises that they put on the back burner that they'll like bring back or whatever. Like when was the last Metroid numbered game?
3: Oh, Metroid Prime.
0: GameCube or early Wii, right? And they've announced uh, Metroid Prime 4, so... It's not like they'll never come back to it. It's just going to be a long wait, I think. The interesting thing is this comes out July 17th and they chose to market it now. Does that mean they won't, be, they won't have another Direct till July? Is, is that what you guys think? Or do you think it was like, we need to get this news out as early as possible to give it the most time to market it? If they're following the formula of the other games, I suspect another direct focused just on Paper Mario, giving like more mechanics, like explaining the battle system or like here's how badges are coming back, and like here's how the partner mechanic works. I mean I'm getting the game regardless, but I think any extra press this game gets is a good thing. So yeah. Uh also this is coming out in July, so this is not their big fall game. Does that mean there's hope for Breath of the Wild too?
2: I hope not because that is what I've counterpicked on our fantasy. So <laughs> if I really hope the back.
0: wild comes out this year. You're gonna lose like 17 points at the least. <laughs> I know that's gonna be awesome if that happens. So yeah, I did uh, at the beginning of the year we did our draft. I did go ahead and draft the Untitled Paper Mario sequel, and that has been officially updated on their website as the Origami King. So so nice. glad I did that. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this game more. Obviously, when it comes out, we'll be reviewing it. I'm I'm so excited. Like,
1: <laughs> I remember when I sent you that Photoshop picture of like of the other the Mario, fake Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper. and you flipped your shit, and then was like, oh, it's fake, and you like so pissed. It was just, well, hilarious. Yeah, like 2020 is just
0: a great year. Like we've <laughs> we've already had Half Life Alex. We're going to have Last of Us 2. Can we at
3: least say it was a great year in gaming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to say that. It's a great Final year. Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: Final Fantasy VII Remake people seem to like. <laughs> <laughs> seem to like. <laughs> Halo Infinite. There's a new Halo title and a new Paper Mario title. And Cyberpunk.
3: Can't mm. wait for
2: Cyberpunk. I know. Cyberpunk is the game I'm waiting for, honestly. I mean, can't forget FIFA. <laughs>
3: yeah, we can. Yeah,
0: we, we all did. <laughs> we
3: all, we, we've all forgotten about FIFA.
0: Tweet at me about Paper Mario. I would love to talk to... To people about Paper Mario, especially if you've never played it. Uh, Rick's mom was excited, too, that it got, finally got announced.
3: Yeah, and she was like, I have no idea what Paper Mario is. And I'm like... This is the problem! <laughs> so that's why I was like, I'll try my best to kind of describe it to you over the pod.
1: Buy a Nintendo Just, Switch. Buy the Paper Mario bundle. The, the old Paper Mario games aren't on Switch. This is the problem, <laughs> Nintendo. Come on. <laughs> you are the problem, Nintendo. But yeah, Maybe like, they might release that like near there when that comes out. Here, play the previous.
0: I do expect at some point for you to play gamecube and n64 games on the switch i'm just not sure why they haven't done it yet but super excited put it to to bed put it to rest so as you heard at the top of the podcast we will no longer be referencing paper mario every episode thank god we'll still do it occasionally when the time is right you will be doing it. yes us collectively i don't know this is not the end of that gag we'll be doing that we'll just be (laughs) championing a different franchise that hasn't been out in a while. That we really want to come back. So uh, stay tuned for that next week.
3: What's
1: the news? What's the
3: news? Not Slow News. Alright, Not Slow News is a news segment where I rattle off news headlines and you guys have one sentence to respond. Alright, uh, rumor says Dying Light 2 has apparently been in development hell according to a Polish report.
1: Uh, yeah, it has been. It has been a, needs to come out. Yeah, does not bode well for that game.
0: I was never going
2: to play it anyway, so...
3: All right, Dan Harmon says there's uh, conversations happening about the Community movie. I'd never watch the Community, so... As
0: long as they bring back the original cast. I am so down, and he's involved writing, obviously. So what?
3: I wouldn't mind if Chevy Chase isn't there. Got a little weird. All right, ex-Titanfall and Apex Legends developers form new studio.
2: Really excited for Titanfall 3. That won't be coming out for other reasons.
1: Yeah, like they can't work on Titanfall because that's yeah. IP owned by EA. That sounds exciting. I like the kind of games they produce.
3: PS5 will release in October according to a Sony job listing, but then Sony said no.
2: Yeah, I was excited and then immediately had my hopes dashed.
0: you Yeah, so. like 20 minutes later, they squashed this. They're like, <laughs> no, we are not <laughs> letting this <laughs> snowball,
3: all right? What did you say? <laughs> oh
1: <my God. laughs> yeah, we just you said it so quick. You're so fast. <laughs> <Not> so-
3: <laughs> That's his sentence. All right. Uh, looks like uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR will release on July 3rd. Will it be a dumpster fire, or will it be a d- dumpster, d- d- dumpster spark? Fire. It'll be a dumpster fire. Eh,
0: yeah, I, I have faith in that game. It's just everyone forgot about that in the midst of Last of Us, so...
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch, returns in New Predator Hunting Grounds DLC. I don't care.
0: So, when I saw this headline... I thought the only Dutch I thought of was in Red, Red Dead. Dead right. So
1: I'm like, wait, they're doing a Red Dead crossover? And I'm like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character had a name in Predator? I don't remember that at all. I think that's awesome. You can uh, play as him.
3: Ubisoft Tease is one more AAA mystery game to be released in 2020 and 2021.
1: Blinter Cell? Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Blunner Cell would be really
3: nice. That'd be funny if it's just like a triple. it's a mystery game. We have to solve a mystery.
1: I'd totally be down with that, <laughs> actually. Yeah.
3: But watchdog's mystery, no. Um, <laughs> control's next expansion will help explain what happened in Alan Wake. Well, I guess I should play Alan Wake before more play this DLC.
0: I mean, yeah, you should play Alan Wake, but yeah, I'm so excited for more control. I think it's a horrible idea. Why?
2: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you it's have like one a- sentence, we'll never know why.
3: <laughs> Alright, and that was not slow news.
0: Alright, topic number two. Ghost of Tsushima State of Play. So yeah, they did do a State of Play going over some of the gameplay and like actual combat details and stuff for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it happened to be the same day as the Paper Mario reveal and both of these games are coming out July day. 17th. So yeah, definitely I think Paper Mario stole Ghost of Tsushima's Thunder. But yeah, so we'll kind of divide this up into exploration, combat, customization, and miscellaneous. So let's start with exploration. So the way they're approaching this is they want you to be immersed in the game world at all times. So instead of having a mini map or like a highlighted GPS route or something like some other games do, what they want to do is they want to incorporate the actual environment in leading you to where you need to go. So you can open the map, set a waypoint. And then every time uh, you press a certain button, I don't think they showed us which button it was, the wind will blow in the direction you have to go to get to that waypoint.
2: It also pushes the camera a little bit as well. Does it? Yeah.
0: That's an interesting idea. But depending on the size of the game, I think it might get a little annoying, especially if you're like, if I'm just like looking for resources or I just want to go to the one thing or whatever. I don't want to keep having to press the button. Yeah. I I know they said
2: any location that you go to, you can fast travel back to that location. So if you know it's like a specific point, you can just fast travel there. But that also breaks immersion as well by fast traveling constantly. It would be annoying enough to fast travel everywhere sometimes. Like the guiding one, as far as like not breaking immersion, I think it's like an elegant way of doing it. But I can understand why it would make it a bit more tedious to try to find locations than you would want it to be.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said this is the way it's meant to be played and this is the only way they're supporting it. So I don't even think there is a mini-map. I would love the option of doing that. Right. Like, I'm totally fine with having more immersion and stuff like that. But let me choose to have a minimap if I want to, you
1: know? You know what I mean? I'm, they're just trying to find a way to make it seem natural but is that
0: natural to have <laughs> you being able to call a gust of wind and slowly pan the camera in a direction? No, but I mean, they're trying. But that's what I mean. Like, the option is nice. I, I, I'm i not saying... I'm not ragging on the feature itself, but have the option of having a mini-map.
3: Still mini-maps and waypoints and everything. It, it it's it works, and therefore a lot of people have been doing it. It's nice to see that somebody's trying a fresher take on it, which, you know, it could work out really well.
1: I mean, the map's going to be nowhere as big as Odyssey, so like... And maybe it won't be that bad. I
3: mean, they showed a glimpse of the map, and
2: it still seemed... I'm not going to say massive. I don't think that's the right word. But it seemed pretty decent in size. It seems like they want to put a bit more of an emphasis on exploration. Not necessarily forcing you, but you're going to run into more things along the way by kind of having to physically do the exploration yourself rather than just kind of like being more passive and then just like following a waypoint. I can understand why it's off-putting to like not even give gamers an option because that's not a playstyle for everybody.
0: Speaking of exploration, they did highlight that you can set waypoints to locations where you know you want to go or like the next story beat but for locations you haven't discovered yet like hidden shrines uh side quests and you know different resources and stuff different points of interest uh, a way they want to do that naturally is to they said animal try and get your attention or like there's going to be something different in the environment like an something odd shaped like tree a mess, yeah. or like a smokestack in the distance or something like something that draws your eye But when they said animals trying to get your attention, for some reason, I just imagined like a bear coming up like, hey, come over here, man.
1: (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) There's a quest over here. Come over here. I'm like, what do you mean animals trying
0: to get my attention? And then like two seconds later, they're like a hummingbird like flew next to him and whatever and like led him to a side quest, which seems interesting. But again, could get like annoying. I hope it like puts i guess they don't use like markers or waypoints but like if i'm in the middle of a story mission and this fox comes up and is like leading me away when like i'm in a fight or something
3: yeah i'm sure sure they'll break it out a little bit better than that i'm sure if you're like running to a different destination or like when you're in transit yeah i'm sure there'll be some turtle being like what's up (laughs) (laughs) get on my back bro well it didn't look like (laughs) it didn't look like that you had to go too far for either like when they were showing the gameplay like
2: you like uh, Jin was running with the fox for like what felt like maybe five seconds. So it doesn't
3: look like it's going to be too like deliberately out of your way. Just imagining I a do. goose going like "Hog fetch quest, <laughs> <laughs> fetch quest this way!" Huh?
0: Wouldn't the dogs be bringing you the fetch quest?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they did confirm you can pet foxes. I know a lot of people make their buying decisions on whether or not you can pet the animals in the game. But again, interesting mechanic. Like, I'll have to play the game to see how well it works. Like I could see yeah. that being annoying, or I could see that being like fine, you know. They also did show that you get crafting materials such as uh, bamboo and like flowers for dyeing your clothes, flowers and other stuff it reminded me exactly of AC Odyssey. Like he's riding his horse and there's this like wood that's being, highlight- uh, or like being highlighted
2: or the tree being highlighted. And in it just automatically
0: grabs so it. So you got four bamboo or whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah, very much like uh, AC there. I wonder how many different crafting materials there are. Cause AC had like what the four basic ones that you used to upgrade, like everything.
3: That's so- always one of my favorite mechanics too. Like rode that to death in Skyrim and just became an alchemist and just picked up everything I could find and just made potions and sold them for money.
0: You are able to fast travel the location. Like Zach said, any major landmark, I'm assuming. Which is nice, because in Odyssey, it's only you can fast travel to your ship or specific synchronization points. Mm. In here, it looks like any major landmark, which is nice. Because yeah. in AC, I'm like, okay, where's the nearest synchronization the, point? Yeah, Damn it, I haven't <laughs> been to been that, that specific, specific. one. So. Yeah. yeah. You also have a grappling hook, which they showed off in the original revealed trailer. like They were using it for traversal and stuff. Uh, in this one, it seems a little different. In that one, it was more like it looked more like uh the grappling hook from Batman. But in this, it looks like it's actually like swinging kind of like uncharted had. Yeah. Do they show much like actual climbing like AC does? I wasn't really paying attention.
2: Uh, they didn't they I know you're climbing much.
0: buildings and stuff, but I'm wondering yeah. if you can climb anything like AC has.
2: It didn't show much of that. There was like one like little snippet they showed where he was like scaling like maybe the side of a mountain or something, but there was like Almost like a thing of wood or scaffolding there, and he just jumped onto that, but they didn't really show any, like, rock climbing or anything like that. Yeah,
0: but it'll be interesting to see how much, like, actual elevation changes and stuff they have. Uh, I've never been to Tsushima. I'm not sure how many mountains and stuff they have. And then the video went into combat, so your main weapons look like it's the katana and your bow. Dismemberment plays a role. They do have a lot of animations for death. Uh At one point, you cut off a guy's arm. Uh Another point, you like slash right into the guy. And then he like slowly like fell and died. Like, you know, the standard movie death. samurai death. They do have different play styles. So you are able to play Jin as either like a samurai who's like the honorable good guy going directly into a fight facing people head on. Uh They showed off a uh, standoff mechanic. Start, to a, start a standoff, and it went and into, into like slow. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it went into like slow motion, and then uh, I think the guy started attacking at you, and then I'm assuming you have to do a button press at that moment right. to kill him.
3: Almost like duels and Red Dead.
0: Yeah, I would want to see how that how that works more. If you have to like, I don't know, if there's a different button press or if it's just like,
1: Timing just
0: press triangle when he's attacking you. But they that, showed it like chaining, like one he killed one guy, and then another guy came from the right, and another guy came from the yeah, left.
2: Like once they engaged the showdown, it said like whole triangle. And then that was like the last thing you saw as far as like a button prompt in that moment.
0: I'm sure the HUD is kind of partially Right. Moved.
2: I wondered if it was um, like, do you just like release triangle to like time it as you were holding? Like, did you have to wait for them to attack and then release it to time it properly or something? Some more information on that would be nice.
0: Yeah, they did show later in the trailer, like one of the main characters, like in a showdown with them. It wasn't just like a grunt enemy. It looked like a main character. And then you, you saw her like reaching for her sword and then you're reaching for yours and then it it cut away at like before you could see anything. So I'm wondering if that's like a, a boss encounter or like a mini boss or something. I know in the, the original gameplay they showed, they did show like a more intense fight than just these grunts. So uh, I do, I wish they had gone a little bit deeper into how that combat works, but absolutely. So that's pretty much the samurai. It looks like it's just trying to mimic the, uh, the showdowns and stuff of the old samurai movies, very cinematic in its approach. And then they showed the ghost, which is like the dishonorable in quotes, the sneaky like ninja approach, using every trick in your disposal to win the fight. So uh, they showed him distracting with like a lure or like an Fire arrow. Cracker. Yeah, there was a firecracker yeah. at one point, throwing smoke bombs in the middle of a fight and then just stabbing the guy in the back. Yeah. One hit assassinations on unsuspecting
1: enemies. On certain ones. I saw there was one that was kind of like a mini boss. He was able to get a stab on his neck or something or a shoulder. Yeah. But then, like, the guy was able to shrug him off and he kind of had to, like, he stabbed. It showed critical
2: damage was done.
0: For the little guys, you are able to chain assassination. So they showed a moment. Again, reminded me very much of Assassin's Creed. Jump off, stab a guy, another guy sees you, and then you have, like, it slows down. You have a split second to press a button, chain chain that combo. Uh, And then you can use the kunais for, like, a quick kill, which is, like, the throwing stars they did mention that if you keep using these tactics, the Mongols will fear you. And at one point, a guy just like dropped his sword and like was cowering away. Another guy ran off completely, and then you were able to execute the guy who was unarmed on the floor, which is nice. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I mean, nice that they give you that option. Out of both of these approaches, the ghost gameplay definitely seems more interesting to me. What do you guys think?
3: I do love stealth games, and I do love getting around stealthily, but... Ah, I also like to Leroy Jenkins and run right in head first. So I'd probably go more samurai. I wonder what happens if
0: you like do a mix of the two. Like you go in for the direct approach, but you're still using smoke bombs and, you know, all like distracting people and all this stuff. Yeah. Like
3: back when I was playing Odyssey, it's like, okay, I'm in this base. Okay, cool. I'm stealing stuff. Oh, crap. I missed that guard and or like my eagle didn't tag that guard.
0: Now it's a bloodbath.
3: Fire swords.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all dying. Like like they said previously, like the way you play will affect your interactions with other characters. So that might be the kind of like the main drive of determining how you play each way. The samurai is obviously the more theatrical approach, I guess would be the right word. The uh, ghost just was more like
0: badass, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's, because they didn't show a lot of combat for the samurai, it just looked really simplistic. Uh, I wish it would, they would have shown more action-packed samurai moments so it wouldn't have just looked so kind of simple.
0: Do you guys think there is like a renegade paragon meter or something? Or do like you think honor, it's... honor, dishonor kind of thing? thing?
3: I wouldn't put it past them, but... Because
0: I, I played the Infamuses. I don't, <laughs> The Infamies. Yeah. I don't remember like the specific gameplay mechanics of it. I know you could be either evil, like there are certain decisions... You could do. You could kill innocents, and that would like yeah. make you more evil. I think there was a meter.
2: Those were also like a part of your story beats as well. They were deliberate, like story. Yeah, there's different. Would dictate it.
0: And I know you could unlock different abilities based on if you were good or bad. Yeah,
2: like you had like chained lightning i think if you were would your lightning turn red if you yeah it would turn more red if you were evil and like a deeper blue if you were more yeah, which or
0: good. i wonder if they'll do that like if you focus more on the ghost style then you unlock like the smoke bombs and the firecrackers and stuff yeah. but then like what would you unlock for the for samurai? samurai nothing
2: it's extra the, uh, health like and armor st- and, like stances
0: and i guess but again that's attack, more boring like, i think
2: they only showed ghost gameplay at night. Not that I don't think you wouldn't be able to be the ghost at night, but I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Because the samurai stuff was obviously, they showed it during the, in the midst of daylight.
3: Yeah, I didn't notice that, that contrast. I wonder if like you can, maybe if you approach a base, you have the option to do one or the other.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably play more as the ghost.
3: I, I'd probably play more as the ghost just because it's more effective.
2: At least that's, from what I've seen, it's more you gotta effective. you got to be a
0: bad guy then, that's not you. You're going to be dishonorable, man?
2: I hate how they put, like, a dishonorable label on it. <laughs>
1: because... we are taking people by surprise. What if you were taking a shit, some guy ran in with a knife? I mean,
2: at the end of the I mean, day... This at, sucks. You're for doing I mean, this. I, like... Yeah, like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you're killing them anyway, so, like, honorable or dishonorable either way, I guess, but...
0: I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, For Honor. Like, that's a game me and Matt will occasionally go back to and play. It's ridiculous how many people play that game honorably. The game is <laughs> called
2: For Honor. I know,
0: but it's ridiculous, because... Human nature, come on. Like, obviously, I'm looking for to cut corners and get the best advantage or whatever. So, like, a two-on-two fight, I kill my guy, I'm immediately going to help Matt.
2: Yeah, I've seen a lot of gameplay of it, and I've played it with you guys a little bit, where, like, people will win their one on one battle, and, then just stay and they will run over and then just watch the 1v1 habit rather yeah. than jumping in. I'm like, thank you. That's the honorable way of playing That's this game. That's the
0: like, stupid way to do it. <laughs> there have been moments where I run away from my guy right at the beginning and I go help Matt kill his guy quick. Yeah. And then we both team up on
1: this. <laughs> That's <guy. a> point. <laughs> so they like, are probably like, fuck you, man. And yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, in, in the chat, they're like, wow.
2: <laughs> there's a social construct, based. And there's a construct and a dynamic to that game where it's not meant to be played that way. Whereas this, they're giving me the option to be ghost, So it is meant to be played that way as well. So I'm not going to feel bad about being the ghost.
0: Like, I like the ability of having different approaches and letting you do what you want. I just don't like... I really hope they don't lock certain game features to certain ways to do it. Let me be a samurai and still use smoke bombs. Or let me be a ninja and still have different fighting stances.
2: They've obviously shown the ghost each time where he has the mask on. It'd be kind of annoying that, oh, I have to go into ghost mode. to like, he like, said use a smoke bomb or something. Like, why can't I just walk up and throw a smoke bomb at the guy in front of me and then just stab him as a samurai?
0: yeah and then they went into customizations. so they said there are different armors that have different functions and facilitate different play styles so again i really hope they don't lock certain armor as to like oh you're only the ghost so you're
1: gonna unlock i think it's gonna be like that like if you're a samurai you wear heavy armor you're very durable and maybe like as a samurai you can block arrows you saw him block arrows maybe as a ghost you can't do that maybe you have more offensive power like you know up front instead of assassinating like if you're the ghost you probably like are gonna get shit on if you fight people head on like you know you have to like run away or hide or like you know use distraction to get that assassination but they didn't
2: they didn't show anything like kind of indicative of like a skill tree or anything like that but they didn't
0: mention it we'll talk about that in a second here yeah you are able to equip different armor types some options didn't seem to gel well obviously you saw the clipping through like the poncho or the cape or whatever he was wearing, that is going to annoy the fuck out of me. They, they did say you are, like Chance had alluded to earlier, you are able to find dye flowers, which allow you to change the color of your armor. They said you have to find enough of them, so hopefully it's not like a ridiculous amount. Like, find <laughs> 70 of this flower <laughs> to change uh, one piece of armor. I'm
2: sure it is like. going to be for the super rare ones. You have to find, like, seven or eight of uh, these flowers. Th- I hope it's not something where it's, like, a one-time use for this dye.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, what... Well, that makes sense, I, I guess. Like, you use it, it I, would force you to go out and get more. I know, but
2: if there's, like, some flowers and colors that are more rare, that would suck to have to, like, refine them all.
1: Well, like, Destiny did it in an interesting
0: way where they just had a slot for, like, the color. Like, shaders is what they called them. And then it would just change a common theme with whatever armor you were wearing you would have like the same color scheme at that point another thing that i love ac for adding is the transmogification or whatever they call it so you can wear whatever armor gives you the best stat but have the look of yeah, any other out. armor you that you've discovered earned. yeah
1: yeah which, which is really cool because you can have things match or the way you want them to even though if you were to have all your armor look like how it should you would look like a goofball.
0: We're yeah armed. exactly <laughs> like, this has the best stats but then I have a giant you're wearing like a rag out of yeah it, you're wearing like whatever. a
1: rag over your face but then you're wearing like metal and gold ar- you know like gold and silver armor yeah the way the armor looks it doesn't look like you can do individual pieces it looks like you either have like an outfit yeah a or seal. a helmet or something like that's yeah. it and like they they showed they
2: showed cool. that with like the uh, like the undergarments as well like the shirt and like the pants like were kind of linked together too like I couldn't pick yeah. out
0: like you're wearing there, this shirt there did with seem this to be some variations because they showed like you can wear like a helmet or a hat or like yeah. the the mask or like no mask or change the color of your weapons right. so I'm hoping Dude. it's a little bit more like AC in this fact that you have like like gauntlets and like you know boots and chest piece and pants or whatever but. Right. Um, Who knows if it's like a whole set. I like the idea of the cape, but if it's going to keep clipping the sword, I want to be able to take that off. So hopefully that's an option. They did mention that there are different charms, which we alluded to before, which are perks. Uh, One of the ones that they showed was like slowly recover health while out of combat. But they said you can unlock techniques, which I assume are like skills or abilities, and you decide how they grow and change over time as your legend grows. Again, kind of cryptic and vague. Mm but I'm assuming like abilities will change depending on whether or not you are samurai or ghost. Yeah, They did mention photo mode. Uh, it's going to be included at launch and it also has the ability to, to make like a short video or I assume a gif. And then you're able to change not only all the different depth of field and all the options like a normal photo mode has, but you can also change the music track. You can change the direction of the wind. You can change the particles. Like you can have pedals, you can have rain, you just to make it like the best, like short video or like picture. Cinematic yeah. Experience.
1: I mean, to a lot of people, that's amazing. Uh, me personally, like I don't care too much for it, I guess, but I mean, it's nice for those people who want to m- make that edited video and make it look like a classic movie or something or uh, to I mean, make if, it look amazing.
0: If you're able to create like dynamic backgrounds or like screensavers for your phone or something like that, that's awesome. Like
1: mm-hmm. You give the people the creativity, then, you know, a lot of people like that.
0: Yeah, I, I know there's that theater mode in GTA and people are actually using that to make short films. Uh, they did also mention that you are able to play the game with a japanese voice track and use english subtitles if you prefer what i did find odd is that the short clip that they did show of like the game being played with the japanese voice track it looks like the mouth is are synced sync to english, english. Yeah.
2: did not look great yeah that's gonna that would yeah. really ruin it for me that's
0: gonna be super annoying
2: initially i was like i'm going to play this in the full japanese because that's what i wanted but then after seeing that i was i'm now yeah. I, every time I enter a cinematic, that will bother me
0: because I understand what they're kind of trying to go for. Because like you know, those old samurai films, a lot of people prefer to watch them in the original Japanese with the subtitles, and the voices are synced in that scenario. Right. So like they want to stay true to how the movie was filmed. In this case, it looks like it's being dubbed, which is exactly what they don't want. Right. Like
2: it's amazing that they put so much emphasis on making it like a cinematic experience, but that would be such an oversight.
0: I think it's just. It would take a lot of time to map the character's lips for yeah. both. I'm sure that there's a lot I, of animators
1: doing a lot of work. Yeah,
2: I, I can understand that completely, and I would empathize with that, but it's just, it's just weird.
1: Kind of like the similar thing to, like, anime or something. Like, people prefer right. to listen to it dubbed, you know, than having to read subtitles, or if you even if you watch foreign movies, you know. Really? Like I, I like... think
0: the majority of people like to read the subs and not have it dubbed, right? All the cool
1: people.
2: I, there, there's definitely like a good debate when it comes to anime where it's like, do you watch it subbed or do you watch it dubbed? Yeah. People either,
1: I want to see it, under, understand it, or I want to see how it was supposed to be. And, then yeah. and there are also it.
2: some animes that actually are people prefer dubbed over subbed. It yeah, kind of depends on a personal preference. I've seen like, like for, I've seen like Naruto dubbed, but I'm watching Attack on Titan subbed, so it kind of goes either way.
0: I mean, I, I would personally have liked to have the, the lips line up. That kind of just makes me, I'm just going to play it English. Uh, they also said you are able to turn on a uh, windy black and white film grain option just to make it like that's old school samurai film aesthetic. So mm-hmm. uh, they did show a little bit of that, like uh, the scene with like the showdown or the duel with the main character that was like raining. You could see the film grain and stuff. Uh, it's an interesting option, but in a game that like looks this good has this like vibrant color palette and everything i'm probably just going to play with the normal it might be cool to turn on here and there but
3: yeah i'll probably turn on here and there it's kind of like uh almost the halo remastered going back between the old and the new um yeah it'll be a cool feature i'll try it out sometimes i hope there
0: is no loading in between
3: oh no that'd be
0: yeah now that i think about it they said you can turn it on before you start the game. Hopefully it's not that you, like, have to, like, save and it'll, like, reload
3: <laughs> it or something. Yeah, like, know. that was the one of the coolest parts about uh, Master Chief Collection was just, like, instantly you yeah. press a button and it yeah. just switches back and forth. I th- I'm leaning more with
2: you, Pat. I don't think I'm ever going to turn the black and white film gradient on. Just I
0: said I'll turn it on for a little bit, so you're not thinking, like... Okay,
2: think so... I uh, but I'm leaning I said I'm leaning.
0: I don't want color. you to put words in my mouth Okay,
2: are. fine. So just fuck Pat entirely. I'm just gonna play it my way. I'm never turning the film gradient on. It's really aesthetically pleasing. The game looks gorgeous in the color, so I don't wanna like take away the experience from for myself, I guess, and not playing in that style.
0: The black and white rainy film grain stuff looks pretty damn good too.
2: Yeah, it does, but like I'm just not a fan of the black and white personally.
1: What if some people don't have a choice? Okay, for
2: fuck's sake, <laughs> how would you not have the choice? What do you have
1: against colorblind? <laughs> <I'm> colorblind? <laughs> Even sensitive.
2: They'd be red-green colorblind, primarily. Dogs? Dogs are not playing this game.
0: How do you know? How what do you they? have against species? I don't know. It came here to be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, this looked very much like AC Bushido. Like, it's literally AC <laughs> in Feudal Japan. Yeah. Which is, I'm fine with. It's just, it's weird to me that they announced this game what like 3 years ago, I want to say?
2: I think so. 3 years ago 8, and then
0: we no, didn't hear no. anything about it for so long. Yeah, so it's gestated this long. I was really expecting for this game to separate itself from the pack. And right. it doesn't seem like it has. It seems like it's refining ideas of AC and I'm I'm fine with that. I don't think the the wait has been worth it per se. I mean, I haven't played the game. Maybe there's something they haven't revealed yet that completely blows the game out of the water or something, you know. So far I'm not super impressed and it's it's weird to me. I'm going to play this game and then like a couple months later going to play Valhalla and I'm going to make those comparisons. So if maybe Sucker Punch could have just gotten it out a little earlier to make it be a, a year where we didn't get an AC, I think it would have it would have been better to create that distance between this and AC, I think. Last year we we didn't have any other AC games, so if this had come out last year cuz Sony didn't really have any major games last year besides uh, Death Stranding. Was that last year? Yeah. Okay. That was fun. But besides Death Stranding, Death Stranding was a very divisive game. Having this last year, I think, would have been better for it. I mean, it's good that it's coming out earlier than AC, but I'm still going to be having those comparisons. comparisons. So that's just my thoughts. I mean, it's a fair comparison to
2: make because it is a lot like AC. It's hard to watch that and not even just immediately think of Assassin's
0: Creed. I'm sure in development, it started off like, yeah, we're going to build off and refine these mechanics of AC. We're going to make you be able to choose which way you want to do it and stuff. And then I, I just can't imagine their reaction when Odyssey came out. And it's just like you can choose to be an assassin or you can choose to be a hunter. You can choose to be a warrior. Right. You can do it, all this stuff. You You know, we have an exploration mode that like – takes yeah. away the waypoint unless you find stuff. I'm I'm sure they're like fuck, <laughs> like <Right>. damn it. <laughs> they took all our ideas, but I guess that's the the problem with game development like it takes so long for these games to come out mm-hmm. that somebody might have already jumped the gun and done what you had the idea of. So, yeah. All right, what what will you guys be playing on July 17th?
2: I I'll probably play this first. Ghost of Tsushima over Paper Mario.
0: Okay.
3: I'm going Paper Mario.
0: Are you still getting this or are you gonna wait? Yeah, not a launch though. PS5 maybe? I'm sure there's gonna be a PS5 version or an upgrade.
1: I will probably be looking to play my first Paper Mario game.
3: Because I only played Thousand Year Door.
1: You haven't played the first Paper Mario? No. You guys are the problem. All <laughs> of you. I
0: played <laughs> it. You're still a problem. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm I played a Thousand it. Year Door. Still, the first one is great. I will definitely be playing Paper Mario. I think me and Zach have a deal. He doesn't have a PlayStation right now. I'm going to let him borrow my PlayStation as long as he buys this game and then lets me borrow the game afterwards, so. But I'm definitely going to be playing Paper Mario. You know, overall, Ghost of Tsushima looks interesting, it just didn't wow
3: me. Community Questions. Huh?
2: Alright, so Community Questions. So for those of you who don't know what Community Questions is, what we'll do is we'll go onto social media, typically Reddit, and we will Ask a question to the community, and then you guys will answer it, and we'll answer it here on the pod, and we'll read out our favorite answers. Uh, The question we asked this week is: Where do you want Assassin's Creed to go next? Even though we haven't gotten Valhalla yet, but like, where, what region or time period do you want them to go next? I personally wanted it to go into like feudal Japan, but now that we're getting Ghost of Tsushima, it's kind of like, all right, maybe AC shouldn't do that.
0: Do you think they will? I think even I think if it was in the plans, but ever since uh, Ghost of Tsushima got like, revealed, I think if they had that gestating in like pre-production or something, they probably put it on hold. I don't think there's a reason why they couldn't go back to it. I think they could if they wanted to. But I don't they, think anytime absolutely. soon is a good idea.
2: All right, where do you guys think it should go next? Pat, where do you want to go next?
0: I have two answers. Okay. So one is like where I think it would be realistically, and one is like a... I really hope, but I don't know if they'd ever do it. So I wanted to go in uh, British occupied India, not just because I'm Indian, but because I think that would be an interesting time period. You could have like, you know, Odyssey brought in like the whole Greek mythos and pantheon and stuff. You could bring in Hinduism and like all those gods. You know, there are a lot of Hindu legends that are probably not as well known as the, uh, the Greek ones, but are just as interesting again, not biased or anything. Uh, but it's also an interesting time period. You can make it have like a, a tables turn type thing where like the assassins could be the British and then the Templars could be in the Indian stuff. So you're like doing a shift of power as opposed to what it's been before. Or you could have like assassins and Templar on both sides because there's, there's no like black and white. There's like shades of gray everywhere. So I think that's a good place to go. Uh, what I would really want them to do is just to have like complete freedom and do like a first civilization era so like adam and eve or something like that where you have pieces of eden being the Mm -hmm. primary weapons instead of just being segments that you control them or something and just go all out and you can do whatever you want instead of being confined to history i want to see them do something more like innovative and do something original out of it so chance what about you
1: i personally would like for them to go instead of into the history to go into the future i mean we have assassin's creed in space <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have to go to the future to do that people go to space hey, right you
2: know, now
1: <laughs> but i mean how would that like
2: So, like how would you like assassinate someone in space
1: you would like, I'm their tubes or something. Like, how did <laughs> you like, So this is people literally <laughs> in space. Yeah, but yeah, but same, well, maybe there's like colonies on space or So you're, telling me, I, so or you're something.
2: telling me I need to like climb the International Space Station
0: and push off of it.
1: Are you talking about like we've colonized the moon? Yeah, like or so maybe like colonize, you know, there's you're just on the moon or on different planets. The moon man. And maybe there's parts with the anti-gravity and you have to like, okay. there's mechanics where you can like, you know, do crazy shit while you're flying from place to place. Right.
2: Rick, what about you? Where would
3: you want AC to go? Alright, my fantasy pick would be, um, actually there's this fantasy series that I read by Brandon Sanderson called Mistborn. Really cool concept where the main goal in the book was to basically kill this main leader. And who has these like utterlings who are called like steel inquisitors and they have like spikes in their eyes and they're huge and really tough. And also the characters themselves, uh, they're able to consume and burn uh, metal. Which is really cool. So, say if you like, like Pewter helps you run faster, and a lot of these things will give you different attributes. So, I was playing Assassin's Creed at the time. That'd be a really cool crossover. Mm-hmm. But as far as anything that they could actually do, I would really like like an Aztec Incan civilization, just like Central America would be really cool.
0: Yeah, you could have like the uh, the Spanish people invading and stuff.
3: And also, a lot of the lore with that, like it's Quattle and a lot of cool shit. Uh, for me. I would love
2: to see them go into the Persian Empire. It, that is absolutely because I'm Persian. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat around the bush about it.
1: Play Legacy of the Hidden Blade. Just play Prince of Persia. I
2: don't know. There's just something about like like the caliphate and like you could easily tie that in with the lore of the Islamic like kind of community after like the fall of Muhammad. Kinda of cool to see that. It's tough though because it does kind of fall within very close time period with Greece and you even have the Persians referenced in Odyssey. So I understand it is tough to kind of fall into that line.
0: So, yeah. what did some other people say
2: so richard2468 he wouldn't mind singing an ac transylvania vampire ac what if they do it without vampires no, no vampires <laughs> just
3: poor eastern europe
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh my god it could actually be interesting you bring in like instead of like the myths or whatever you bring in like frankenstein or like mm-hmm. dracula or like bigfoot
2: Lil Stumlin said he wouldn't mind seeing a game in the Mongol Empire. This guy said
0: Seinfeld. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this says Greek
2: Seinfeld.
0: <laughs>
2: Speaking of Seinfeld, Jerry Stiller passed away. Yeah. That was sad.
0: He was, he was pretty good in King of Queens, though. You yeah. See that? yeah. He's also uh, Ben Stiller's dad, which is funny because uh, obviously Jerry Seinfeld tweeted it out, too. Obviously, Ben Stiller was the first one to know. Right. But <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld tweeted it out, too. And people were like, I didn't know Jerry's dad is dead. Or <laughs> people like, that's, that's literally, literally Ben Stiller's, Stiller's dad. dad. <laughs> like, come on.
2: And he was George's dad of the show.
0: Yeah. People are idiots.
2: Yeah, those community questions.
0: All right. So, last topic here. Summer Game Fest announcements. Uh, last week, we talked about kind of the schedule of Summer Game Fest. If you guys remember that, there was a Sunrise 1 which was alluded to, this was the day after our last podcast was released. Jeff Keighley did a stream, and then they announced Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remastered. It's releasing September 4th uh, for Xbox One, PS4, PC, $39.99. They did say it'll be running at 60 FPS. It'll be 4K on the Xbox One X and PS4. I assume it's still going to be 60 FPS, just not at 4K on the Xbox One and the PS4 normal. They did show some gameplay. They showed scenes of like the original running next to the new remaster. And it looks like it's trying to keep that same spirit of like the design of the levels is the same. But it just looks so much better. The new lighting system and everything. The remaster will compile the first two games into one. It's not like you're loading into Tony Hawk 1. And you're only playing that. And then you're loading right. into Tony Hawk 2. And only playing that. This is both of them. So it'll include all levels. Even the secret ones. It'll introduce some new moves that weren't featured in the original games. Uh, like reverts are going to be added to this. It'll mark the return of Hallmark missions, such as collecting the skate letters, finding the secret tapes, and then it'll also introduce some new challenges. They even alluded to, like, skater-specific challenges. It will feature online and local multiplayer. Uh, it'll have return of create a park and create a skater modes. While not every song is back given the trickiness of like music licensing they did say a vast majority of the songs will be coming back so that any of the ones that you remember like any of the more
1: uh I memorable was. ones yeah are going to be coming back what what do we think overall about this um you mentioned how they were like bringing back skaters and characters and stuff you mentioned how there were like secret characters uh i remember i i think it was either
0: three or four that included like guest characters, so you had like Darth Maul is like one of them, and like
3: I know Spider-Man showed up. Yeah, oh, yeah I Spider-Man. do remember.
0: Yeah, I think you had to put in a cheat code to unlock him or something. So it'll be interesting to if they do bring that back, like that mechanic, uh, but like introduce some new ones. Like, can you imagine like Incredible Hulk on a skateboard or <laughs> something? Uh, Activision is doing this, so maybe Crash. That like they already have the character model and everything. I'm sure it'd right. be pretty easy to add that in. Yeah, I mean, I was a little disappointed because uh, the way they marketed this as, like, being a new
1: game and, like, you know, the reveal of a That's what a, I thought. world. <laughs> Until you told me, it's just the other games I remade, put together. Like, so, I was like, I thought this was a brand new Tony Hawk game. They, they tried
0: that in 2015. Tony Hawk First Skater 5 came out to, like, huge dislike from the community. Like, it was one of the worst rated games Ever, I think it was like a broken, glitchy mess, and
1: uh, Tony Hawk himself was like, "I can't believe they
0: released this."
1: <laughs> so yeah, and but... Tony
2: Hawk is cool. Everybody loves Tony Hawk. So they didn't not even like.
1: So I guess the best thing to do is pick at nostalgia and yeah. bring back what they used to have. What was what worked and just improve on. it. I mean, it. the
2: worst thing about it is the price. I wouldn't spend forty dollars on this just yeah. to have a nostalgia boner.
0: This is definitely a Game Pass game. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, Skating me. games were never. I mean, yeah, they were popular, but like nowadays, like they are. They, they were, were popular back in the 90s popular. because
2: there was like a, there was like that, it was that there culture. Was this, it was that pop culture era where like it was all about the skater boys and like the energy drinks. Yeah, but it's not like that anymore. And,
0: it feels like the, the Tony Hawk games were like confined to this moment in time and going right. back to that. I have no real interest in that. Like I love Tony Hawk. You know, we played one, two, three, four, underground one, underground two, you know, all these games we played a lot. Back in the day, I remember, you know, getting the blue cartridge and playing on N64 for the original and all this stuff. Like it was I really liked it back in the day. I just don't want to go back to that now. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's weird to go back to that now. And they're saying like they want to keep the the original code and the uh, some of the like controls the same because people have muscle memory and stuff. But it's a different controller you're using. So I don't know how well that'll translate.
2: Who even keeps the muscle memory from a game for that long? Yeah, I know.
3: I do. They released Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD, for like it was like basically online um, on the PS3. That
0: was the first one redone. It was like
3: the it was like basically snippets of one and two with some of the original soundtrack being slightly older than you guys. And of course, yeah, you mentioned like I've I have a giant nostalgia boner for it. <laughs> it's definitely a big impact on me as a gamer and me as like an adolescent preteen kid. Love the soundtrack. Love just about everything about it. I'm. Can probably tell you exactly where all the bums you have to jump over are on Venice Beach. It, it's one of those things that really enjoy. You got to know where all the good half pipes are to really rack up the points to get the pro score. It's like I'm pretty excited about it. i on the other hand, I might wait till it gets down to twenty dollars. Yeah, um,
2: yeah I, I, I would definitely get it once it goes down to twenty, but I don't want to get it right now at forty.
3: Yeah, I still have some friends who are like, "Oh man, like I hope they don't screw it up." And it's like, how the fuck can they? It's the exact same game. As far as, like, getting hype for the masses for the Summer Game Fest, I think this, even though most people don't even know what Summer Game Fest is, but I think it definitely, it got, it turned some heads, it it made some yeah. made some noise. I mean,
0: I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter who were really excited for this. It did get deflated a little bit because, like, hours before this went live, there was a picture of a text From Tony Hawk Hawk. going live like Tony Hawk was telling somebody like hey man they're redoing Tony Hawk one and two and I just wanted to tell you like first it's going to be announced soon and like whoever he texted clearly (laughs) shared that (laughs) and it got everywhere so like people were expecting it so that kind of like took away from the announcement I don't know just to me I'm sure I'm in the minority in this but it's kind of like Ghostbusters like it was good in the 80s you know it's good watching those movies again but I don't want a modern day Ghostbusters not
1: even with Paul Rudd?
0: No. I mean, I totally understand where Activision is coming from. They, they do, like, you know, they found success with Crash and uh, what was the other one they did? Uh, Spyro?
2: There was a Spyro Reignited trilogy. Yeah.
0: So it makes sense for them, going back to this, these are games that are going to take less time to develop and is going to be cheaper. And they they already have an audience, you know? So right. people are going to buy them. What seems odd is the, uh, the exclusion of Switch. This should be able to run on Switch. And yeah, it's because the be graphics look better, but
1: they didn't look anything crazy. Like, right, they yeah. weren't, like,
0: And, phenomenal. you know, Spyro and stuff was running on Switch, right? So, yeah. Because I feel like that's leaving money on the table. Like, the massive right. amount of people who have Switch. I'm sure this is a game you'd prefer to have on the go, too. So
2: Right, yeah, because it's a quick game. Don't have too much invested in it, like, as far as, like, story or, like...
0: Yeah, and the the controls aren't complicated enough that you need, like, a full controller. You can play this on the Joy-Con. Yeah, absolutely. Hand it off to your friend.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: That, and also, there's no next-gen version announced.
1: That kind of sucks.
0: Because if they announced a next-gen version, people would probably ask about smart delivery and, like... Smart delivery. This is totally an Activision thing, I think, where they'll announce this, they'll release it September 4th, and then, like, early next year, they're like, here's the next-gen version! You gotta pay for it again!
2: (laughs) I could see that. You piss a lot of people off doing that.
0: Yeah, but... but Some people will still buy it because some people people really like it. So I don't know. It kind of like set the tone, I think, for Summer Game Fest, where I was like, if this is a big game, then I can expect other big game announcements out of Summer Game Fest. But since it wasn't like to me, (laughs) I got like my expectations in check for a little uh bit. But that wasn't the only Summer Game Fest thing that happened since our last podcast. So Unreal Engine 5 was revealed running on the PS5. So, you know, this demo, it reminded me a lot of like Tomb Raider Uncharted. It was just this woman going through these like cave area and then goes into this tomb. Some people thought it was like an actual game that was being revealed, but no, it's just the engine. So this demo was fully playable. It was running on a PS5. They said they literally plugged in a uh, capture card at the back of the PS5 and recorded everything. They did highlight some features. So I'm going to try and explain these in as layman terms as possible. I am not a game developer, so take this with a grain of salt, but this is how I understood it after doing some research. So this is how I will explain it to you guys. Lumen is one of the systems that they highlighted is a fully dynamic global illumination solution that will give you the option to immediately react to a scene or like light changes. So with previous rendering techniques, uh, you would have a light source and then it would shine a light and Off of engine, you would do the calculations of where that light would bounce to actually light the whole area. Light sources aren't lasers. Wherever you point them, it's not just going to be a beam. It dissipates and diffuses out. So to calculate how that would look in a realistic way, they have to do calculations off engine and then use that data to create like actual light maps on the scene and light everything how it would look normally. Of course, that takes time, and every time you change the scene or move the light source, you have to do those calculations again, so it's like a time-consuming process if you're changing it repeatedly. This does everything in real time, kind of like ray tracing, so you don't have to spend the time to constantly redo it. The difference between this and ray tracing is that Lumen is trying to emulate what ray tracing does, but it isn't perfect. If you guys know who Digital Foundry is, they do like the breakdowns and give you like the tech specs and what's actually going on behind the scenes. They did do a breakdown of this demo and they did show instances where they could see this was cutting corners to get the the best effect. I'm not going to go into those specifics, but it was small stuff that I did not see until they pointed it out. So it's not something that most people would notice. Go check them out. They're they're great at doing that. So obviously ray tracing is going to give you the best result, but it's going to be the most expensive. And then doing old school, like what we have now rendering, is going to be the least intensive on GPU, but isn't going to look the best and is going to be the most time-consuming to develop. So they're trying to find a middle ground to have it look good, not obviously not as good as ray tracing, but be easier to develop. From what I've seen, it sounds like they found a good middle ground.
2: Do you see more developers just going down the Lumen route rather than using ray tracing just because it saves money?
0: It saves time gpu resources
2: gpu resources
0: it's a good option it depends on the developer if if you have an open world game yeah sure lumen probably is going to be the way to go right because you can't do ray tracing everywhere and expect to have a good frame rate if you're shooting for a high frame rate maybe in that case you want to go what the rendering we have right now because it is the least graphically intensive they did they did say unreal 5 is going to support ray tracing but you'll be able to do ray tracing and lumen. So you can do ray tracing just for like reflections and use lumen for everything else. It's nice. Like it looks good. It doesn't look as good as ray tracing, but it's anything that helps the developers spend less time developing a game gets the game to us faster. So it's an interesting technology. The main thing that makes this really look next gen is the Nanite. So Nanite is a form of micro polygon rendering. Again, to explain what this is, I kind of have to explain what the current process we use is. So the way you render objects in a game right now is you create a really high-res model, like super detailed. Obviously, you can't have that model run all the time at the performance you want because it's so many resources to get that model to look how it does. So what they do is spend time reducing the quality of that model and then add some of that quality back as just textures. So you still retain the basic characteristics of that, but the finer details are just the textures which are laid on top of the model. If something is like way off in the distance or like a character is really far away or just in the crowd of many, you don't want even a lot of those textures or even a lot of that low scale model to use those resources. So what you do is you create different versions of that at different qualities, going from like the best to the absolute worst where they just look like, pixelated things off in the distance and the game shifts between each of these models depending on camera distance so that's when you see that like pop in like you're seeing a tree and then as you get closer to that tree it switches to the higher res model so it looks much better and then you take a step back and it switches back to that like older bad looking model so that's something that was very prevalent in a lot of games it's a very common way to do current rendering what Nanite is doing is basically it's taking that super high res model and it's scaling the whole thing based on the size it is on screen. So no need for the artist to create like 18 different versions of this model. It's just that one high res model you're using that's being scaled all altogether depending on how far away you are from it. So the way it does that is it renders everything you're seeing in the camera at once at the exact distance it's supposed to, at the exact scale it's supposed to. And then every time you're turning or everything, it's off the camera, it's not rendered anymore. So you're not going to get that pop-in anymore because it's using the same level of quality when you're seeing it. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. intense.
0: Yeah. And they said uh, Sony specifically, their PS5's SSD, helps them a lot with this because you're literally loading, they said, billions of triangles from the hard drive onto like the memory and the IO connection and the speed of the SSD helps with that a lot. It's not like this is specifically to Sony, but the SSD helped them come up with how to get this to work. I saw a lot of people, like a lot of game developers tweeting out, like, this is game changing. Like, I'm not going to have to spend all this time reducing the quality of a model that I've already made right. just to make it run.
2: Like the engine will just do it automatically. Yeah. The
0: engine yeah, everything's being done on the engine, and then they can spend more time doing different models. What this also does is it'll assuming it works the way it does, it'll save space on the actual game because you don't have eighteen versions of this tree. You just have this one version of the tree that it's being scaled like in real time.
3: So, right. so not only does it look better, but it's it's smaller.
0: Yeah. So hopefully Red Dead Three will not be 500 gigs. Right. It'll just be, you know, however, Certainly yeah. However
3: much it is. Uh, I hate downloading these big files, and the wife's like, "Oh man, I think our inter- internet's down," and I'm like, "Yeah, I think so too."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's a uh, not much for us. Like, obviously, it's going to look great. Like, it's better for the developers than it right. is for us.
2: Like, I already like look at when developers are like talking about like how they're developing games, like, and I've seen like little bits and pieces when they show the process. I recognize how difficult it is and like how little I understand of it so for across the board everyone's like this is gonna make my job like infinitely easier that's yeah. great
0: and it's it's weird because you think you think about this sometimes when you're playing a game like let's say you're playing Red Dead uh, one of the features of Red Dead is horse testicles shrink based on the weather uh, they shrink or they expand so somebody, was rendering horse testicle. Like, their job was to animate horse testicle. So like you don't
2: really appreciate <laughs> the effort that goes into rendering everything. Yeah, like, you're, is, you're thinking, oh, even like, the smallest detail. And, like, you sit there and you bitch about something that doesn't work. Like, they put in so much effort into that. So well, like,
0: like, one artist spent, like, three weeks of his life not only, you know, designing this tree, but then designing 18 different versions of this tree to be less and less texture every time. Right. <laughs> like,
2: That has to be such a frustrating thing to do. So
3: many testicles. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, it's amazing, like, because that has to be such a frustrating process to do that. Like,
3: yeah.
0: Another thing this is going to help is, like, they said you can actually use the 8K textures and stuff that were designed for movies. Like, they said Mandalorian used certain textures Mm -hmm. that they're using for this demo. Current CGI looks photorealistic in these movies and TV shows because it's not being rendered in real time. It's being rendered, and then someone's taking that image and inserting it into the video. This is running in real time, which is ridiculous. It's baffling. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: that's nuts because it like you. I don't. I'm not noticing like any like lag in the rendering or.
0: You didn't see any of that pop in. You didn't see any yeah. of that stuttering or anything. No. Like, yeah.
2: Like everywhere. I, I was like looking actively to try to find something where it was like not quite as realistic and like everything just like looked great.
0: Digital Foundry also said that this demo was running at 1440p. It was, it was scaling is dynamic scaling. So it was running anywhere between 1440p to 4k, mm-hmm. but they said most of the time it was at 1440p okay. at 30 FPS. And then it was just upscaled to 4k, okay. but still it looked amazing.
2: Yeah. Like it looked great. So I was like, oh, that's no, it was kinda... beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they first showed it and like they even panned out just like the initial uh, moment where like they show the cavern, and just like, even from like a zoomed out perspective, the detail you could see on the rocks,
0: a generational leap. Like a lot of people said, like, you know, games are looking like in no way is Red Dead a bad looking game. And that came out 2018. Right. In no way is AC Odyssey a bad looking game. People are like, that's like, we're hitting a plateau. It's not going to be like a magnitude higher in terms of graphic quality. But this is going to do that. Like, but this looks so good. Like, I can't yeah. believe it. They did also talk about the new sound technology that's part of this engine. Uh, they kind of just briefly talked about this, but they said they have figured out a way to change the sound based on what part you're in. So they've actually done the calculations for the developers so they don't have to. So if you have a specific sound, like in this case, they had it in the caves, you saw the the bats like flocking through and you could hear them. And like the, the sound was bouncing off the caves, like how they would normally like, that's not something the developers have to do. That's just something the engine does. They also said animations will work a better way. So in the demo, they showed her going through a doorway and putting her hand on the the door as she's going in, like a normal person would do, like instinctually. The engine knows to have character models do that. So somebody doesn't have to program that to happen. All these little things that the developers don't have to do means they can spend more time working on like making AI better or making like the world more detailed or not only will games look better, but they'll hopefully be done faster. You won't hopefully have to spend seven years making the next GTA.
3: God knows how many years making the next Paper Mario.
0: Hopefully <laughs> just another couple if people will fucking buy the game. I do want to put some expectations in check here because this was a uh, a tech demo. Yes, this was running on a PS5, but it was still a tech demo. That means it didn't have like a AI or any of the other like weather systems or something like a normal game would have. So obviously there's less other stuff that the PS5 was rendering, so that's why it has so much power to render just this. Plus, this is only a vertical slice. It's not a whole game. Don't expect games at launch to look like this. They won't.
2: Well, they said that this wasn't coming out until like 2021, so...
0: Yeah, it's coming out early 2021 in beta, and then the full release is coming out late 2021. Games using Unreal Engine 4 will be able to, like... Transition to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they said they're doing that with Fortnite. Like, I went back and I looked at some of like the Unreal Engine Four demos. There was one that was called like the Infiltrator, and the one that was called I forget. It's like this like demon rising up from his like stone throne, and there's like lava everywhere and stuff. This was from 2013. These demos, games did not look that good until like just recently. You know, even when this comes out in 2021, don't expect games to look instantly that good. It's going to take some time for developers to like learn how to use it and you know, getting everything, like all the kinks worked out. But it is definitely very promising that this was running in real time. Those other demos, I don't think were running in real time. They were not playable demos. This is actually like a playable demo. I did see a lot of people saying this was an absolute win for Sony and the PS5. Yeah, they did have a marketing deal with PS5, but we know the specs of both consoles. It will look at least as good, if not better, on the, the Series X. But Unreal Engine is a multi-platform engine, like
2: yeah, it's not like exclusive to
0: PlayStation. Yeah. So, I think
2: it's huge to have like that marketing because then, like people hear that oh, this is on a PS5, they're they're not going to associate like that kind of like next-gen photorealism to yeah, PS5. Yeah, it was definitely
0: a huge win that this is the first gameplay they showed on the PS5 was this. But don't expect anything to look this good soon, is what I'm saying whether it's on the Series X or the PS5.
2: Like it's huge for just people to hear PS5 associated with that, like in, like at this juncture.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people are like, you know, Sony just blew everybody out of the water. I'm like, Sony wasn't part of, part of it. Like yeah. this, was this was epic. epic. <laughs> yeah.
2: But again, but, like, but that that's exactly the point though. People hear Sony and now they're just like tying this to Sony directly. It's
0: just like, I went online expecting like people to be like, holy shit, the future of gaming looks awesome and, like, this is what we can expect with games and stuff. But it's it's funny how immediately people like just were... just turn like, into a console, console war? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like,
2: people are, like, this is good for
0: everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: but people are just hyper-competitive, though, and you don't see many people that, I guess, are technically platform agnostic. You see a lot of people that are exclusive Xbox or exclusive Sony. So this is, like, jabs. Like, they can just, like, throw in this console war, basically.
0: One thing I think is funny, and, like, just a shot at all you Sony ponies out there. So... A lot of people were saying like, oh, yeah, this is PS5. This is great. This is what the PS5 games will look like. How many PlayStation first party studios are using Unreal? I think one Days Gone was made on Unreal. The rest of Sony Studios are using proprietary tech. Xbox, on the other hand, Microsoft Studios, you have uh, all the Gears of War being done on Unreal. You have Hellblade, which is being done on Unreal, which they never specified as Unreal 4 or if it's Unreal 5. Hellblade 2 looked amazing. Right. Was that our first look at Unreal no. 5? No. We didn't know. Who knows?
2: Do, would you think that, obviously, I don't know I'm, a lot about like how like companies and publishers that decide which engines they use. Obviously, it's something they're comfortable with. Do you see a shift of people wanting to move on to Unreal Engine 5? Or
0: I definitely think a lot of indie studios and like you know third parties and stuff will use Unreal more because with this announcement, Epic did say, you can use Unreal and you don't have to pay royalties for the first million in revenue. Epic is making money hand over fist with Fortnite and a lot of people are using Unreal, especially indie developers that they're actually giving back. Like they're being good guys. Rare, <laughs> yeah. Out. Like you can literally like, all four of us can make a game on Unreal and sell it. And if it doesn't make a million dollars, we don't owe a penny to, to Epic. Epic. And after a million dollars, it's 5% of revenue. So making this easier to develop games with Unreal and Allowing you to use it for free for the first million, I think, is a huge step in the right direction. And like, I wouldn't see why anybody would pick any other engine if this is the case. So, But yeah, I think Unreal is a very real option for those indie developers to develop their game faster and not waste money on royalties and stuff. So
3: why would you not?
0: Yeah. Like, this was the most next-gen thing I've seen this month.
3: It was definitely jaw-dropping. I was, like, very blown away.
2: By just how like like gorgeous and like detailed everything looked.
0: What's funny is uh, we talked about this last week during the Inside Xbox. Everybody was saying like this didn't look next gen. This didn't look next gen. Uh, IGN actually had an article of like why you shouldn't expect games to look great, and like they laid down all the
2: yeah. Jeff Keeley said this would
0: yeah. If you if you read the article, it was a very good article. It laid out the points of like yes, at launch you should not expect to be a huge difference. All these people are supporting. The, the old generation as well as the new one and you know all this stuff. It made great points. Right. But the headline was, lower your expectations, expectations for how next-gen games will look. Right. And Jeff right. Keighley tweeted, this a- this article will not age well. yeah And then as soon as this stream ended, he retweeted that. And he's like, that article did not it age well. well. Yeah. And so many people were like, oh my god, like yeah. shots fired and all yeah. this stuff. But like if you had actually read the article, article right. I don't think but it's disagreeing th- with
2: – It's not, but don't tweet that headline. Because if you're talking about the entire generation at that point. The article might be talking about like at the. But this is why you
0: action. need to read the article and not just the headline.
2: Right, but like that is not the culture we're in right now. People will just read the headline and that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it was funny, but I'm, it's just again, it's ridiculous the amount of people that just jump on like the console war. Or, like, mm. don't read the full information and stuff, and like do your own research, people. <laughs> but anyway, so those are our thoughts. Uh, let us know what you think about the the demo and what you thought the best gameplay was.
3: Subpar Subtitles. Wow!
0: (laughs) All right, so Subpar Subtitles is a game we like to end the podcast with. Uh, We basically take the principle that developers like naming their game with franchise colon subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E, like Doom Eternal. What I've done is I've basically taken a fake subtitle and intermixed it with a bunch of real ones. And it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. We've been keeping score all year. Uh, Zach, what are these scores?
2: So the current scores are uh, myself in first with 12, Rick in second with 9, and then Chance in third with a 0.
0: Everyone ready? Silent Mountain, Dawn of Prosperity, the evil swine return, badass from hell, and desert disaster. I'll say those again for those of you listening at home Silent Mountain, Dawn of Prosperity, The Evil Swine return, badass from hell, and desert disaster. Zach, why don't we start with you?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with C.
0: The evil swine return for Zach. Rick, what about you?
3: Oh, C sounds like a subtitle of like a croc game. I'm gonna go with badass from hell. D for Rick. Chance. Let's go with B. Dawn of Prosperity. Dawn of
0: Prosperity. <laughs> all right. Now for the twist. So you guys basically have the option to keep your answers, and you will get three points if that is indeed correct. Or you can choose to say that they were all real, or that they were all fake. If you choose all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, you get double the points for a total of six. <laughs> so I ask you, Zach, mm-hmm. what do you choose?
2: So it's like tough, right? Because like D sounds so familiar, the badass from hell, but I can't remember if it was like from a game or from like a movie <laughs> or like whatever.
0: Which is a common expression. Well like, None of that answers my question. I know. Nope.
2: Let me think out loud, damn it. <laughs> Die, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Rick, what about you? There I go. Oh my God, Chance, what about you? I
3: guess I'll just stay.
0: Chance is staying.
3: It doesn't matter anymore. I'm nothing. also gonna stay. Nothing no, like. stay. Up. Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm just gonna stay. I'll stay.
0: Got all that for nothing. Yeah, I know. Yep. All right. So they're all real. League of Light, Silent Mountain, Real Game, Hidden Expedition, Dawn of Prosperity, Real Game, Tomba Two, The Evil Swine Return, Real Game, Helmet, Badass from Hell, Real Game, Desert Disaster, Ugh. Not a Real Game. Bummer. Nobody seems to have understood. I really like alliteration. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, like, so do video Oops. games subtitles right. <laughs> That is true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that was Subpar Subtitles. Scores do not change. Nope. Just like last week. Uh, we did a video game 20
2: question last
0: week. Yeah, but the scores didn't change, so I'm not wrong. Okay, yeah,
3: you're not wrong, <laughs> but, like, we didn't do it right now. <laughs> couldn't
0: change. All right, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us every other Monday on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, stitcher or spotify you can reach us with any questions comments concerns or talk shit about how nobody is great at this game anymore at the untitled gaming podcast at gmail.com don't forget to follow us at T U G P O D on twitter and tug underscore pod on instagram are you guys even posting the instagram anymore
2: yeah all the time <laughs>
0: we ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews
2: five star reviews for us
0: one star review for every other podcast
3: Honestly, it's like our local movie theater back at home.
2: I hate the way they do the tickets on Mars. They'll say like six left. And I'm like, we we only got, there are only six tickets left when we
0: bought
1: this. No one else has made I, that. No, answer. I have <laughs> done that like so many oh times. No, my God is special. you are the only one. I have never heard that. I'm mean, like, why would you Okay, pay? I'm going to do a... Don't tell anyone else you've ever thought that. What? Other people's opinion of you goes down. It can't. Yes, it can't. yes, yes it can't. my opinion of you somehow went down <laughs> further. You picked your seats. You saw how many seats were left. Yeah. It's more of an idiot. I know. But, like,